2: Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network. Available on the
3: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Thanks for listening to The Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for The Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. with the Friday, fired up, live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you for choosing us. There's a lot of choices out there, and you know I always appreciate that. J-Mac, last night, oh, I mean, I'm just sitting there with a notepad. <laughs> I love It's almost unhealthy. I love the schedule release. We know who's playing. We don't know when and where and the time. And the NFL's got all this data historically on what helps their broadcasting partners. And uh, you saw them act. It was on full display last night. Not great news for the New York Jets, Colin.
3: Brutal first six games. I'm going to have to adjust that floor of 10 or 11 wins. (laughs) Just a little bit.
4: Just a taste. So I've been in TV a long time, and the NFL's been in TV a lot longer than I have. They front-load the schedule, and the reason they do this is because the fall weather in September and early October in America is absolutely beautiful. And so a lot of people, I'm one of them, I, I don't want to go back inside and watch TV, but I'm a sportscaster. It's what I do for a living, but to get people in Chicago and San Francisco and Philly and New York back into the house in September and October when the weather's wonderful... You front load the schedule with big games. Everybody organically comes back into the house Thanksgiving, December, January, February, because the weather stinks, right? And so in a lot of the country, the ratings surge because now everybody's in the house. But so they front load the schedule to put big marquee games up in September and October to get you back in the house. They've been in this TV business for a long time. It works. And the NFL front loads their schedule. But boy, I'll tell you what. The Jets took the brunt of it. This is what happens. Be careful what you wish for. You want a star quarterback since Joe Namath, you haven't had one? You got one. And this is what you get. And I always say, the schedule, I know who you play. But when you play them, does absolutely, in my opinion, change how I view you by a game or two. The Jets... With a bunch of young players. If Zach Wilson's the quarterback, this is not the schedule. Bills at the Cowboys, Patriots, Mahomes, Denver, Sean, Payton, Russell, Eagles, bye. Yeah, bye. Like, bye-bye. That's brutal. And again, if Zach Wilson's the quarterback, that's not the schedule. That's not the schedule. You do this because Aaron's a star quarterback. He is polarizing. And by the way, where it really hurts them is go look at Miami's schedule. Because I see, I see these teams as 9 or 10 win teams. But I look at that schedule and I think the Jets win a, one less game than I thought due to that. I think the Dolphins win one more game than I thought due to theirs. The Dolphins do their longest road trip of the year in week one. The league does them a favor in LA. They get it right out of the way. Then they get both the Patriots and the Bills, their primary rivals. Those could be awful winter road games. They get them done by October 1st. And then from December 3rd, when they play the Commanders, that's an afternoon game on Fox. The minute that game is over, they get on a plane. They, for the next 34 days, are in Miami all but two days. They'll fly up the day before to face Baltimore December 30th, and they'll play them the 31st and get back. 28 to 33 days or something like that in your home state, at home, comfortable. That is a favorable schedule and the fact that they're in the same division and about equally talented, that to me is the difference between if Tua is healthy, putting Miami second, and the Jets third. Now, the Jets could still get as a wild card, but that is where schedules matter. you got Aaron Rodgers who can be prickly, doesn't love criticism. He's got young kids. You could have easily put the Eagles later. You could have put the Bills later. They got the Cowboys on a short week. The other thing is is now you've got all these television games for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Oh, I love that. Players hate it. Peyton Manning hated that because football players, as a rule, they like routine. They like habits. Peyton Manning hated the double halftime in the playoff games, the long pre-games. He had a routine. Most quarterbacks do. And so now they're going to be on six standalone games. That is not good. So when I look at the Jets and the Dolphins, that is exactly. Now, when Russell Wilson was a Bronco last year for the first time, you also saw a little bit of this where they started on Monday night football like the Jets. Remember the Seahawks? And then week three, they were on Sunday night football. And then week six, they were on Monday night again because of Russell Wilson. They front-loaded that schedule too, but it didn't look anything like this. Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Belichick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, now with a Hall of Fame coach, and Jalen Hurts, and that offense? That is insane. Now, if you can go three and three, you should be overjoyed. And they may do that. But if you look at the Dolphins' schedule, there's no question they get small benefits. The end of the season, they're at home. They get the New England-Buffalo games without the bad weather. They get their long road trip, right, their long domestic road trip out week one. It all helps. Inches, not feet, and that's the difference to me between the Dolphins winning 10, not 9, and maybe the Jets winning 9, not 10. Oh, God, I just poured over this stuff all night. Are you kidding me? You thought I was pouring over gin and soda. I was pouring over schedules, baby. Okay, let me just talk briefly about the Sixers meltdown last night. So we said yesterday on the show, I don't trust Philadelphia. And I've been on this all year. Love Philadelphia. I've watched more Philadelphia than I have every team in the league except the Lakers and the Warriors. I love it. Embiid, Harden, Maxi, Doc, Alpha, Crowd, Rowdy. I love Philadelphia. But I can love something and not trust it. right? I love Philly. I don't trust them. And they've become the Kirk Cousins of the NBA. The brighter the lights, the more they shrink. Because they have all sorts of people with bad playoff history. Doc Rivers has lost a couple of 3-1 series leads. Harden historically gags in the playoffs. And now Joel Embiid's never made a conference final. Now it's only game six last night. They have one more chance. They're not beating Boston and Boston. You know they're not. And I said all season long. I love this te- I love watching this team play. All sorts of flash and fun and ego and alpha. But Doc Rivers teams now are on an eight game losing streak in games in which they can clinch a conference final. 0 oh, and 8. And yesterday I picked the Celtics by 4 or 5. I said they're going to take control of this thing and what do you know they did? And think about this. Think about this. You're at home. It's going to be the biggest, loudest, most lubricated crowd of the year. You got a you got a you got a 3-2 series lead. You got a chance to go to the Eastern Conference Finals and their star player, their star Jason Tatum misses 13 of his first 14 shots. And you are so unprepared. You trail by 7 at half. I mean, when Kobe was in his prime, and you played the Lakers, if he missed 13 of his first 14 shots, you damn well better lead at half. They trailed at half. They weren't ready to play. And now, you saw Harden and Joel Embiid walking up that floor late. Now you wonder, as you head to a game seven, is there dissension in the ranks? We stopped moving the ball, and... uh...
3: I think, I don't think I touched the ball the last four minutes of the game.
4: I got to be, you know, more demanding, um, but kind of went away from what was working at the beginning of that fourth quarter. Um, Yeah, but, um, you know, as a big, it's hard to, you know, go get the ball and, you know, just create, you know, for yourself. Um, But, you know, I just got to go get it. Not good. i also throw this out. There are times, I know he's the MVP, there are times when Harden and Embiid are both on the floor. The ball dies. Embiid early in the game, give him the ball. Bro, turn and drive or turn and shoot. Don't kill the rhythm of the offense. Sometimes when you get Harden, who over dribbles, and Embiid, who pauses, hurts and jerks a bit too much before shirting, You just – it's like the opposite of the Warriors. Just – it just dies. There are times I think they're they're actually, and the net rating proves it, better with him off the floor in tight situations. The ball movement's better. So I like the Boston Celtics to eventually win this thing. Good game by Tatum. I'll discuss that later on. So a lot of stuff uh, on the schedule. I got to tell you something. Um, Another reason that schedules matter – And again, we know when you're playing people, uh, home and away. But I can tell you right now, I'll make my strongest opinion on the AFC coming up. And it's not about the Chiefs. And I do not believe the Kansas City Chiefs will be the number one seed in the AFC. My strongest opinion on that, based on the schedule, how it works out, That is coming up. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio,
0: FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye.
4: Pennington on a mission to ban turf fields. Go to pennington.com slash flip the turf. Far more injuries to our football players on turf. Let's get rid of it. Uh, Okay, I said people perceive either Kansas City or Cincinnati or Buffalo as the number one seed uh, in the AFC. I do not, and schedules matter. The Jacksonville Jaguars got a schedule break, so they only face four elite quarterbacks and we knew this, three at home and one in a neutral field. But they got them all spaced out. They faced Mahomes at home week two. And they don't have to face Josh Allen until October week five. Then they don't have to face Burrow at home week 12. And then later, it's at home again. They get Lamar Jackson. It all got spaced out. In the other 13 games, they have a decided quarterback advantage. Three of them at home, one in a new neutral field. Okay, But we knew that before the schedule came out. It's very hard to beat great quarterbacks in their stadium or in succession, week after week after week. The, the Jags don't. They never face one on the road, and they don't have to face them. They're all spaced out. What about Kansas City? No, didn't work that way. Chiefs did not get a scheduling break. From October 1st to November 20th, Seven weeks in a row, it is a gauntlet at Aaron Rodgers, at Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton on a short week at home. Then you get the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Then it's back to Denver and Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Then it's Miami and Tua in Frankfurt. And then it's Jalen Hurts. You're not beating seven teams in a row like that. When you face a gauntlet of elite quarterbacks, you're not going to do it, especially when many of the good ones are on the road. You're not going to do it. Jacksonville doesn't have to face any of them on the road, and they're all spaced out. Also, for Jacksonville, you get Doug Peterson. These free agents now in year two are all baked in. This Jacksonville reminds me of Philadelphia last year. The head coach for the Eagles and these Jags is in year two. The young promising quarterback for those Eagles and these Jags is in year three. Both were a surprise playoff team, the Jags last year and the Eagles the year before last year. And both get an easy schedule, the Jags this year and the Eagles last year. What did the Eagles become? The number one seed in the NFC, surprising a lot of people. J-Mac, if you recall, was not surprised. J-Mac was on this last summer when he first got on the show. He said, look at Philadelphia's schedule. They're going to be a number one seed. They don't face a lot of elite quarterbacks. This is the Jags' schedule. They face four elite quarterbacks Three at home, one in the neutral field, and the games are all spaced out. You can beat Herbert and Hertz and Mahomes. You're not beating them three times in a row if you play them. So the NFL jammed a lot of the great quarterbacks the Chiefs play into a seven, eight week period. Those are, and some on a short week, one overseas. That is a really tough draw. We knew the Chiefs would have a tough schedule. That makes it a little harder. Jags are going to be. The number one seed in the AFC. He called the Eagles last year. I'm calling the Jags this year. Uh, and J-Mac with the news. No,
3: no, no, no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Like a spicy NFL take in May. That's a good one. Uh, it's very much the you know, We're, we're going to do some NFL and headlines later. I don't oh, know okay. if the Jags will make an appearance or not. <laughs> um, but I can tell you the Jets will. Okay. Let's get started with uh, the Nuggets, man. What a blasting of Phoenix last night. 17-0 run in the first quarter. Blows the game wide open. Jokic utterly dominant. 32-10, 12 assists. Man, Kevin Durant was so impressed with Jokic after the game. Here's what he had to say.
1: I always knew how great he was. Always watching these guys, you know what I'm saying? All the great players in the league. Not surprised. (laughs) that these guys are good, especially somebody like Jokic. I've been watching him playing against him for a minute now. No, I wasn't surprised at all. Jokic is an all-time great. I'm going to go down as one of the all-time great centers to ever touch a basketball. So he went out there and did what he's supposed to do.
4: By the way, he's not wrong. He is not wrong on this. That's why this ridiculous, the idea that the media, which is just loves outrage, thinks it's an outrageous opinion to think Jokic deserves the MVP. He is more available, more efficient than the guy who beat him for the MVP. He's not more exciting. He's not more flamboyant. Jokic is an—in fact, I had an NBA coach tell me that if the Warriors face Denver, he said Draymond's stuff works against everybody in the league except Jokic. Like Draymond's game, it's been effective against Anthony Davis. And this coach said it does not work. It and was Warriors, Chris Finch. Yeah. He said it doesn't work against Jokic. Warriors fans right now are like, It worked, it worked last
3: year. Whoa, whoa, hold up. Jokic didn't have Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. No, no, this no. This team is really well rounded. Really good. The passing, the coaching. I got I got it. they're gonna be favorites against the Lakers or the Warriors and the, the Celtics. Yeah. Or, I mean or or the I think Heat. they're the better team. Like Anthony Davis has been incredible. You have him as your number one player in the postseason. I don't know, man. It's going to be a tall order to slow this guy down. He's just getting whatever he wanted. Now, we didn't talk about the
4: Suns' injuries, the DeAndre Ayton situation. Didn't help. I mean, listen, Paul got hurt. Ayton got This team was thin going into the playoffs. And we both said this during the Clippers series. We're like, "Uh, they're about a guy shy. Chris Paul goes, they're two guys shy. Ayton hurt. Like, they were thin to start. This, this is like one of these teams in the NFL where you're like, they're kind of banged up, and then they have cluster injuries, and you're like, okay, it's just like the Rams last year. They were banged up early, and then the whole offensive line folded and got hurt like you're done. Season's over. Nothing but, can do. But the uh, Suns were still
3: favored in the West coming into the postseason. They were. I know, I know
4: Aiton. Uh, I did. But let I let also information. New
3: information. Chris Paul and Aiden Hurts, new information. Fair. Uh, one uh, one last question. I don't want us to go too long on this. It's a long show. we got to pace ourselves. Tell me the last time a big-time NBA superstar, a top 15 guy all-time, got his butt kicked by 30 at home in an elimination game. You I, can't find it. It doesn't exist. I was I spent a lot of time looking last night. There's just no precedent for, like, Magic Johnson losing an elimination game at home by 30. Like, it just doesn't happen. Are you saying Kevin Durant's a little overrated? I, I don't. I just – I mean, Devin Booker's now had it happen to him two years in a row i know people want to bring up kobe losing to the suns when they were up 3-1 that game was on the road in phoenix okay at home it's kind of gutless to lose by 30. no it's yeah. devin booker was 4 of 13. at one point
4: kd was one of ten by the KD's way he's an all-time great by I love the way him. i got a lot of pushback when i said booker's not sustainable would your power go out the internet <laughs> not work I mean, it's funny it, yeah. the internet suddenly now doesn't work Oh, yep, 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 yep. When I said he's not going to shoot 65%. Booker's going to pull way back. Where'd all the critics go? Really Sit not. here every
3: day. And we both like Monty Williams. I don't think you can blame Monty Williams for what happened, but we just saw the Bucks fire their coach. They no, the you're not going to fire lose. him. Are you sure about that? I am positive. There's already chatter that the new owner wants to put his stamp on the team. Go get Kevin Durant. Now he's going to get his head coach in place. Let me let me tell you the but rumor Monty in the Williams league. is
4: already rumored for the Bucks opening. No, let they me, haven't filled it yet. Yeah, you want to hear the rumor? Okay. I'm just saying it's a rumor. Ty Lue to the Suns. There, that is a that is a persistent two week rumor. Ty Lue to the Suns. That Ty Lue is exhausted with what's going on with Kawhi and Paul George, especially Kawhi. I'm telling you, just a rumor. What a charmed life Ty, Ty Lue leads. No, he, but he's he coaches earned it. He coaches
3: LeBron. He coaches Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And now he may be coach Kevin Durant and well, Devin Booker.
4: No, Boy. Eh. He's a pretty good coach. That helps.
3: It also helps to have amazing superstars on your team. Go coach in Orlando. Let me see what you can do there, buddy. <laughs> Go,
4: let's see it. it. You're on one I'm, today.
3: I'm serious. Let's be real.
4: Like I, Tyloo's done great. I know he's a good coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coaching Kauai's been a real walk in the park. <laughs> Maybe one of these days he'll talk. All right, fine, fine. Go coach Charlotte. Let me see you. If couple you get of, to the playoffs, couple of I, Iron Man. A
3: little tougher there. Uh, next up, <laughs> couple <laughs> bread Oh, out there. AD, AD, Available. Anthony Davis. Good news, Colin. He's probable ahead of Game 6 after that inadvertent shot to the head from Kevon I don't Looney. care now, about him. I care about Wiggins. Well, this is the interesting thing. We're, we need to show this Wiggins thing again. This bothers me. I didn't me. see this in real time. Okay. And when you look at what happened to Wiggins, we like LeBron. I'm not bashing LeBron. But if LeBron does what he did to Anthony Wiggins, here it is. Look, in the midair, the push from behind, that's probably starting a fight at a pickup basketball game.
4: Let me see this. Look, I didn't Wiggins see is this. in see the it, air,
3: and LeBron just comes, look. Wow! Well, Just pushes that's
4: it. Ca- you can't do that. Oh, that is you nothing. can't push somebody who's in the air. Come on! That is a brush by Lebron. Lebron's a 260 260 pound guy
3: with both arms. He- I'm not saying Lebron's dirty. I didn't like
4: that. Now I I don't see the score when this happened. Maybe Lakers were getting run off the court here. That, come on! That's not. A, that's that is like NBA. That's walk by on a sidewalk in New York City bumping Listen, somebody. I get it. You love the Charles Oakley Anthony Mason headlock pushing fights
3: days. <laughs> Xavier McDaniel. And this looks like patty cake. When somebody's in the air. You push him. I don't know. Anyways, Anthony Davis uh, is questionable after suffering a rib cartilage fracture. How, so if, if LeBron's so weak, how do you get a rib
4: cartilage fracture from a push? Something I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Well, maybe it's that Andrew Wiggins is... Wait, okay, soft? Is that what we're going to Well, look? he's thin. He's, he's frail. When somebody's in the air, you don't... You don't mess with me. Hey, when I played at the YMCA, yeah, if you're I'm in the aware, air, you're I'm like aware. a satellite. I can take anything I want <laughs> from it. A satellite? Listen, um, this game who do you tonight. like tonight? I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't know if I can, I can take – I don't know how fans do it. I, like, if I lived in Philadelphia last night, I don't know how you – I was like – I was watching it because we predicted the Celtics would win by yeah. five. We said, watch, the Sixers will melt. So I'm watching it, and I'm laughing because I'm on the right – you know, I'd rather be right than wrong. I'm wrong all the time, but I'd rather be right than wrong. We were right on the Knicks. We were right the other night on the Warriors. We were right last night on the, on the Celtics. We were right on the Suns, by the way. We said after the tied run. it. It's been a good We've run. We've had a good run here. But I'm, sitting, I'm a Philadelphia fan. I may find something to do on the weekend. I don't know if I can watch that game. Yeah. How heartbreaking are some of these games for fans? Well, so tonight, I, yeah. I'm sitting there, because I'm not a fan of this stuff, but I do love watching the aesthetically pleasing Warriors basketball style. They lose tonight. They're going to reboot this puppy. We'll
3: see. I don't um, know if I can take the pressure. You know, we, we, we got plenty of time left in the show, but um, can we talk? are we going to, at any point, talk about Jim Harden? Because it wasn't James Harden last night. It was Jim Harden, <laughs> 4 of 16, 0 for 6 on threes, vanishing act again from Harden. Like Just a crazy night in sports. All right, final story. Let's talk about this green and white team that plays the pigskin, the New York Jets. Everything's in all about Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. Let's not forget young Superstar Sauce Gardner, the rookie cornerback, he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Colin, yeah, he's great. Yes, this is news. Sauce Gardner, look at him. Now, <laughs> he, at first glance, I'm like, why does he have blood on his fingers? But um, I guess it's sauce for his nickname. Yeah, you know? Sauce Gardner. Um, yeah, he's gonna have a first tough first six weeks
4: facing a lot of good oh my wide God. receivers. Now, I, I will say this. Uh, We did get that one right. A couple years ago, I said he's the best player I saw in college football. Cincinnati didn't give up a touchdown in three or four years? I watched him play, and I said, that's the best college football player. Sauce Gardner. Where did he go to the Jets? Four or five or whatever he went? Where did he go? He went after Stingley went to the Texans. Yeah. So (laughs) I said, on record, I thought he was going to be great. Uh, He's better than I thought. I'm not saying he's De- Deion Sanders. Well, wait, he was first team all-pro as no, a rookie. No, so he he's is already in
3: that class early of
4: Deion. He is Deion did it for a long time Absolutely all-time uniquely gifted. He is great. Um you know, I don't want to
3: go too deep on this, but okay. I have an a, a, an image in my phone of the Jets first uh six games. What is it? Sauce Gardner against Stephon Diggs in the opener, then CD Lamb, then he gets a week off the Patriots don't have receivers. Then he's got to face Kansas City Do you put him on Travis
4: Kelsey? Tony. Put him on Tony. Tony's going to be there one. Put him on Tony. Darius Tony? He's doesn't rely.
3: He'll probably be hurt. Denver, Jerry Judy. That's not an easy task, but he did
4: shut down uh, Judy last year. And then Philadelphia and
3: A.J. Brown.
4: Now, now, now. He'll win all those battles except A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is big, physical. He could win win every battle. By the way, Jets first six games. Oh, my God. And they also have a useless early buy. That's a bad buy. You need to buy like a month. Well, they'll after. need
3: a buy after that gauntlet. Um, they're facing like Hurts, Mahomes, like all the elite quarterback. Josh Allen. Um, I'll say this: if they go four and two, oh, in that stretch, you should. I will book a tape I will book a hotel Super Bowl room in Vegas, Park Avenue. Ticker Maybe one tape for parade. you too. I'm gonna be going. It's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> if they go forward too, after one in five, well, yeah, I may not show up. <laughs>
4: All right, J Mac with the news. Well,
3: that's the news.
4: And thanks for stopping by.
3: The herd lie news.
0: So,
4: uh let, let me tell you so, this is something else I looked at. And, you know, there's always this thing. I talked to my buddies about this is that, um you know, you don't want to baby and coddle your kids, but you want them to have a better life than you did. But the truth is, uh, you know, if you coddle your kids and they have a better life, yeah, they probably grow up softer and not as tough. And there's an old saying, I forget what it is. It's like uh, 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 hard times create tough men, tough men create soft times, soft times create soft men or something like that. I don't know what it is. But the, the reality is is um, they got to take the training wheels off Jordan Love of the Packers because if you look at the schedule, folks, for the first five games, They face really bad defenses last year. I'm not saying all these defenses will be bad, but the Bears, the Falcons, the Lions, the Raiders certainly aren't going to be great defenses. So this entire landscape for Jordan Love is built for a success. Three years of tutoring behind Aaron, same system three years, same coach three years, good old line run game, and an early schedule that really benefits Jordan Love. This is a really workable schedule. By December 9th against the Raiders, we'll know if he can play. I don't need him to be 5-0. and I don't need him to be 4-1. and But I better see some talent, composure, and it. Because I, this is not. You know what this reminds me of a little bit? I mean, we've had the training wheels on Jordan Love here. And that's fine. But this reminds me of Mac Jones. When Mac Jones went to the Patriots, they didn't have good wide receiver talent. And right now, Green Bay does not have great wide receiver talent. But they had a good O-line, like the Packers, a good run game, like the Packers, a good culture, like the Packers, a good head coach, like the Packers. Okay? And so, Mac Jones came in as a rookie. Now, Jordan Love has had three years. Mac just came in as a rookie and had to play. So, if you go back and look at Mac Jones, the rookie year numbers, now look at those numbers. For Mac Jones rookie year, 67% completion percentage, 92.5 passer rating, 22 touchdowns, 13 picks. Jordan Love, if he's that with better mobility, I would be satisfied. That is not unrealistic. This is very much Mac Jones. You do not have great wide receivers. You don't get it all. But the Packers in New England, you get the coach, you get the culture, you get the stable line, you get the inertia, you get the winning Momentum, you get a good run game. That is more than enough. That is more than enough. No more babysitting. Because at Chicago, at Atlanta, Detroit, and at Vegas, those are bad. Those were atrocious defenses last year. Now, they all addressed it in the offseason, but they're not going to go from that to the Niners or that you know, that to uh, the Eagles. These are not going to be great, or that to the Bengals, or that to the Ravens. That's not what they're going to do. Or that to the Steelers. We know those teams are not going to be that good. Now, New Orleans at home, you get them at home, that's the good defense you face. And I don't need you to beat all these teams. I don't need you to beat four of these teams. But, um, man, this is the training wheels are off for Jordan Love. I'm not even waiting to thank I watched this schedule last night, I'm like, It'd been one thing if they'd have had, you know, the Steelers, the Chiefs, you know, uh, the Giants, if you'd have stacked it early with defenses. This is like a layup drill for a good quarterback. And I don't need him to be great. If he is as good as Mac Jones, who didn't get three years in the league practice, a tutor, he didn't get that. Mac Jones had to come in and play if he can give me Mac Jones numbers and with more mobility. Then I think you have to be satisfied. Not saying you have a star, but Mac Jones went out without three years and the same quality O line run game culture, top coach. Great home field advantage, Green Bay and New England. 92.5 passer rating, 67% completion percentage, 22 13. By the way, Mac didn't also, he had competent tight ends, he didn't have great tight ends. Green Bay just drafted two tight ends. They should be more than competent. They won't be great as rookies, but they'll be more than competent. This is very much Mac Jones, but Mac didn't have the advantage of just sitting at practice for three years. I thought Mac did pretty well, all things considered. So it's a, you know what I like about this stuff now is that I'm waiting to see if Justin Fields, I'm going to talk about the Bears later. If you look at Chicago's schedule, it is made to order for Justin. We're going to get answers this NFL season. Right, like you go into a season, you go, is this guy good? Is this coach good? This is gonna be the year of answers. Is Robert Sala the coach? Can Tua stay healthy? Is Jordan Love it? Justin Fields, no more excuses. But I looked at this with Jordan Love, and I thought, okay, <laughs> all right, we're gonna know by week six. When that, when that, what's that? When that Vegas game on October 9th, It's Monday Night Football, seven fifteen. That's Eastern, so four fifteen Pacific. So out here by 7.45 on October 9th, (laughs) Green Bay at Vegas, we will know if Jordan loves it. We'll know. Three years in this system, that O-line, that coach, that run game, we'll know. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry, in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the 5th Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
0: Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season.
3: zigzagging across the field, takes it to the house.
0: (laughs) Alonzo Moore goes high to get it, make a play 13.
1: Thompson bouncing off tacklers, stiff arm, all one man.
0: And that pass is fought for Jermaine Kelly. Turns the corner,
4: touchdown New Jersey. What a catch by Jones. Give me that Odell, that is as good as it gets. The 2023
3: USFL season continues this weekend on Fox starting tomorrow as the Houston Gamblers take on the Birmingham Stallions at 4 p.m. Eastern. Then Sunday, it's the Memphis Showboats versus the New Orleans Breakers at 3 p.m. Eastern. Also
4: on Fox and all streaming on the Fox Sports app. So uh, earlier this week, I had a remarkably uh, uh, brilliant trade proposal. And then I've said, and any Celtic fan will tell you this who watches the games, is they have to win by blowout. They can't win close games. They did last night, but they felt it was a very comfortable game in which I really did feel like Boston controlled the game, even though Tatum was awful for three quarters. But in my trade scenario, it was you keep Jason Tatum, but can you find him a partner that doesn't sap some of of the alpha out of him? He's more Wiggins than MJ or Kobe. He just is. Uh, And so... When he had a great fourth quarter last night, it doesn't change my view at all on Jason Tatum. He's a top 10 player. He's fantastic. I just wish he was more alpha. Uh, He had a great fourth quarter. He's had dozens of great fourth quarters over the last six years. My concern remains the Celtics in close games. Last night doesn't change anything. I would keep Jason Tatum. The question is, why don't we get that more often where Jason Tatum literally takes over a game... He was dominant in the fourth quarter. It was, by the way, another great example of why is Marcus Smart taking shots in the fourth? Why is Al Horford get the ball? This is what fourth quarter should look like for Boston. The numbers don't lie. They have struggled in close games. It's not because Tatum's not talented. It's because he feels Brown is a more aggressive athlete and person, and he takes some of the alpha away from Tatum. So last night's only what all Celtic fans have been hoping for, but have seen before. They just want more of it. And I said, even if they won a title, Boston would be satisfied because they only have one in 35 years. But even if they won the title, you still got to pay these guys. They've qualified for a $613 million max deal. And I don't think Tatum and Jalen Brown are a perfect match. I think if you moved Brown, and you could get a lot for him regardless of where you moved him and got more natural shooting around Tatum. The Celtics are good enough defensively. Tatum's an elite defender. Robert Williams is. Marcus Smart is. I don't worry about the Celtics' defense. It's not as good as last year. That could be coaching. But they're still a good defensive team. Here was Tatum after his great fourth quarter last night.
3: I'm one of, humbly one of the best basketball players in the world. You know, go through struggles, go through slumps. It's a long game. And, you know, thankful I got some great teammates that held it down. Brogdon, JB, Smart, Al. And they all trust me, right? They tell me keep taking great looks. It's going to fall. Keep impacting the game in other ways. And all that mattered was we won this game, right? Give ourselves another chance, come back home,
4: you know, for game seven. Listen, being humble for great athletes is a wonderful thing off the field. At home, at dinner with your children. I'm not interested in humble in the fourth quarter. I want you to almost be delusional, kind of off-center, believing you're the greatest performer in an arena. Then you flip the switch as you walk off the court, and you can be gracious and humble. Performers do this all the time on Broadway. They don't go home singing all day. They turn it on. They're theatrical. Nobody questions whether Tatum's a great basketball player or a great person, but... He's got to flip that that Michael Kobe switch, that James Harden regular season switch, and say, it's my team, my franchise, my game. Give me the ball. I don't like humble players in the fourth quarter. Steph Curry's a wonderful human. He ain't humble in the fourth. He's shaking it. He's taunting you. He's getting in your face. He's exactly what I want. Great off the court, great dad, great husband, great person, great ambassador. All ego and self-confidence in the fourth. That's exactly what our entertainers and our and our performers should be. We just want more of it from Jason Tatum. We don't want to trade Jason Tatum. He's great. Okay. NFL schedule. Here was another thing I saw last night. So there is debate about Justin Fields. I think he's a 60-40 going into this year. It's going to work. I do not believe the Bears historically have known – what the hell they're doing with offense. You can't even name their best receiver ever or their best quarterback. I mean, it's embarrassing. They've been around for a zillion years. But I thought the schedule really worked in Chicago's favor. I mean, they got to face Mahomes. That's week three. And then they got to go on the road late October to Justin Herbert. That'll probably be a home game. There'll be a ton of Bears fans at that Chargers game. But they face two elite quarterbacks all season: Derek Carr at home, Jared Goff. You know, but but I look at that schedule, and here's what I think is fair with Justin Fields: You're going to lose to Mahomes on the road. Fair. You're going to lose to Herbert on the road. He's better than you. Fair. I'll even give you losing to Derek Carr and Jared Goff on the road. I think you could be better than both, but right now they're better than you, and it is hard to beat. B-plus quarterbacks are better on the road. There's four losses. And maybe I give you losing at home to the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson, that being in week four. But now you've got two legitimate tight ends. Cole Komet, Robert Tanyan from the Packers. Three legitimate receivers. Mooney, DJ Moore, and Claypool. You're now in year two of Luke Getzey's offense. And your O-line, though not great, was rated 14th. That's the top half, not the bottom half of the NFL. It ain't great. It's not as bad as the Giants, and they made the playoffs with Daniel Jones. And no receivers. No more excuses. This schedule, they even space out the tough quarterback games. You got Mahomes on the road early, mid season at Justin Herbert, uh eh, nah, mid November, a few weeks later, you got to go face Jared Goff on the road. Then it's a bunch of Desmond Ritters, Arizona potential backup, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, rookie Bryce Young. This schedule, if you're a I'm not even asking you to be Mahomes Herbert. I'm not even asking you to beat Jared Goff or Derek Carr. But if you're more than just a highlight YouTube quarterback, if you're a good quarterback, I got to see 10 wins. Now, J-Mac is a believer on them. But I look at this schedule. They spaced out the tough ones. He now has, they spent real money on their offense. He has three legitimate receivers. I don't, D.J. Moore is real. Mooney's a very nice number two. Claypool's maybe a three. They've all had big seasons or big games or big moments. Those are legitimate. Two tight ends, second-year Luke Getze, Your left tackle, the rookie last year, rated actually higher than anybody could have hoped. I want to see it. Are you a highlight guy, or are you a guy that can move the chains? Because this schedule, there's not a not a single streak of elite passers anywhere on this schedule. Because I've said before, if you look at Kansas City's schedule and they have Andy Reid, and Mahomes, they have a seven. Game gauntlet of great quarterbacks. You don't go 7-0 in those. You can't win shootouts week after week after. Nobody can stop anybody in this league. Okay? So you're not going to go. I mean, they couldn't stop Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. You needed a quarterback to win it. And I'm not saying you're Mahomes. But there is no gauntlet. There's no back-to-back roadies against great quarterback. They're all spaced out. Now we see. I love this year. Jordan Love? No excuses. Schedule works in your favor. Justin Fields? It's a nice, comfortable schedule. When
3: you look at the schedules and how they shape up with strength of schedule and opponent win totals, Colin, because you shouldn't look at the record from last year because a lot changed, right? Like Tom Brady's not there anymore. Tampa, forget about that. The team you have been down on, the Atlanta Falcons, have you seen some of the buzz? easiest schedule I don't care. in the league. I know, kidding. you know, I know. Can I throw one Look more at the thing? will we'll, maybe we'll do it later. Look at the
4: quarterback's face. You just did it for Chicago. Here's another edge to Chicago. Late in the year when the weather stinks in Chicago, dome team Detroit in Chicago, dome team Arizona in Chicago, That's fair. dome team Atlanta in Chicago. The Bears get three yeah. dome teams having to face 28-mile-an-hour wins at Soldier. I thought that for the Lions last year. They went into New
3: York and beat my Jets. They went into Green Bay and beat the Packers in the final game of the season. No, no, definitely there's something there. Yeah.
4: They get dome teams late in the season at Soldier Field in that weather. That is a big scheduling break.
0: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.
2: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying A, a podcast. podcast.
3: Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen.